Welcome to episode 86 of the Inside Bite. I'm your host, Tim Schaefer. I'm here with my co-host, Rudy. How you doing this week? Hey, I'm good. I'm good. I'm off this week. Always a fantastic time. So, uh, yeah, I'm just happy to be playing a ton of these new games. Well, we'll talk more about that later. But, yeah, man, I'm just excited to be off for a few days, you know? Is it the entire week? Yeah, so every school in here does not do this. But my school, there's a few days that we didn't get throughout the year. So usually every year they'll try to put them together for us to just be uh, one one week okay. off for President's Day. So, yeah, it just happened to work out that way. But... Yeah, it's a it's like a it's like a winter break, you know. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Speaking of that, so President's Day was yesterday, so I took my kid to the library. I was kind of iffy if like would the library also be closed, but no, public libraries I guess are open President's Day. But he's been wanting to go up there, but the problem is, is like, well, library is only really like school hours, and he's at school right. um, unless you go like immediately after. But they don't really they close kind of early, and so there's not a lot of time. Yesterday worked out great because I could actually take him up there. Anyway, right. I made a post on it, but I've been playing a ton of. Hogwarts Legacy enough to where he's been wanting to play it and he's been wanting to watch the movies. <laughs> That's awesome. And we took him to, it was like a year ago when we went to Universal Studios and we toured the uh, Harry Potter world there. And he got a Gryffindor hoodie at that point in time. So he still has that. And he even got a wand. But at that time, he didn't even know what Harry Potter was or had any <laughs> connection. Now, all of a sudden, he's like all about it and watching movies now. Anyway, so it took him to the library, got him the first books. It's probably like fifth grade reading, I think, fifth or sixth. And he's in third grade, so it's a little above. But to be honest, I think he'll be just fine. He'll be okay. That's when I read it. He goes to a private school. And they seem to be like a greater to above anyway mm-hmm. on what they teach compared to the public. And I've realized that just subbing and everything compared right. to his homework. I'm like, oh, yeah, they're definitely doing above. But it makes sense. Less kids, easier. Right, of course. Yeah, yeah, I'm not trying to like throw shade at public. <laughs> no, no, no. It makes sense. Yeah. Anyway, long story short, he's reading that. So far, he likes it. I mean, he, he just started yesterday. He's only a few pages in. But he's just so hyped about this uh, universe. So it's just... It's really uh, cute and funny to see, I guess, for a kid to, like, find a new uh, medium for him to just throw his imagination into, I guess, you know? Sure, no. It's it's a really cool feeling seeing it and doing it yourself. And as for the level of reading, that's when I read it in third grade. So I think that'll be perfect for him. It was like, you know, have some help here and there, but nothing crazy. It was was manageable. So. But yeah, let's get into our main topic here first. And I came up with this one <laughs> and I just put sports. Now, I meaning anything and everything. It could be right. uh, sporting video games. It could be uh, we could go into sports we played as kids, uh, what we may play a teenager, how we feel about sports in our adult life in terms of what we watch, what we keep up with. Do we still play anything today? Um, maybe what our kids may play when it comes to sports. Um, sure. Why are you into or not into certain sports or sports in general, just your overall feeling on them? Or when you were in uh, schooling, whether it was like middle school, high school, or even college days on like the groups of like jocks versus people that were against sports or like this could go in so many different levels and uh, you can pull at whatever thread you want. But uh, when it comes to sports, go wherever you want to take. Sure. Sure. All right. Well, (laughs) when I first saw the title, I was laughing to myself because I was like, all right, well, obviously, you know, like the, I'd say a lot of the people that we talk to about video games, a lot of them, not all, 
probably not into like watching sports and things like that. Some of Do them. Do you think maybe not the majority playing. of people that are deep into video games, not like they play them, but let's say like, like a lot. Yes, like a lot. It's like one of their biggest pastimes. Do you think they're usually not into sports? So I used to think that it was the majority, right? That we're not. But then I realized again, I'm looking at it through like these gaming groups and stuff. Like maybe a lot of these guys are not involved in anything like this. So it's hard to tell. My view of it has always been, I always thought that a lot of them didn't. I can't say for sure, but for myself personally, I don't really care about watching sports. I'm not like obnoxious about it. I'm not like, oh man, sports are so dumb. They suck. Like, no, I get why people watch them. It's just, for me personally, I don't know. I just, I'm just not really into it. You know, I love playing sports. I always enjoy playing basketball. That's always were you ever on a sports team? uh, I wasn't ever on like an organized sports team. It was more like you know you play with your friends, friends. right? You play with your friends in the neighborhood, stuff like that. I was never part of a, except maybe when I was real young, I was like on a baseball team or something. But that wasn't anything serious. Um, But yeah, just honestly, I just couldn't care less about it. You know, I just I don't know. I just don't have any interest in following. But if I'm at a friend's house or something, let's say, and they're into the basketball game and we're hanging out and they're watching it, then I might get into it. You know, that happens. When I was in college, my buddy would always have, you know, the most recent basketball game or football game on. And I'd kind of get into it with them. You know, we'd have drinks and food and stuff, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. Like, yeah. whatever. The only sport these days, honestly, that I kind of like watching, and it's definitely not your typical sport, is like boxing. Like, I've been really into boxing lately. I watch UFC. I know it's not one of the three well that is that it is it is it is a sport yes technically yeah i like watching some of the weird sports i'll watch bowling i'll watch ping pong (laughs) just because i love doing those in real life so now when it comes to even boxing or ufc like have you ever actually dug into the stats and following a player or like yeah is it still more of like a social thing or um have you ever actually dug deep into any pocket even if it's boxing so it's definitely more than not with not with bowling or ping pong or any of those. I don't know any of the people with boxing. I've gotten more into it because the I think the what grabbed me was I like I would like to watch a lot of these like YouTube boxing things at first, right? And that's like yeah. very entertaining. Uh, speaking of which, there's about to be a crater class. There's about to be too. a. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm very much looking forward to it. That's why I, I thought it was so funny when everyone was like talking about the creator clash too. And they're, they're all like, Oh my, what, what is this? Whatever. And for me personally, I've been following this stuff so much mm-hmm. that it was like, I knew about this for so long, you know, so long ago. And I was like, so invested in it. So that's kind of what like grabbed me at first into boxing. But then I started kind of branching out from there and like, I'll watch some of the professional ones. And even some of these ones that are like, like creator clash style events, some of them continue on. They start doing like pro matches and they become like professional boxers, which is kind of cool. So that's, again, I guess what pulled me in. And now I'm like, I've been here to stay now. Like now I know, I wouldn't say I'm like some expert, like, but I know a decent amount about it now. There's always a starting point. Of course. So let's say maybe in three or four years, what if you're like really, really into it and know all of these stats and numbers and like as if you're talking to somebody that's deep into football or something. Yeah, yeah. And there are a few fighters that I know a decent amount about and I've watched a lot of their fights and studied them and things like that, but in terms of like the rules of boxing, that's another one that I've become very familiar with okay, now, yeah. with the scoring and uh, why this person maybe won this match when you looking at it as like a novice, you know, boxing person probably would be like, well, that doesn't make sense. Why did he win? You know, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so that one I do find actually really entertaining. Now, that's the one that I could sit down by myself and watch. Yeah. The others, football, basketball, 
especially baseball. I just that one's hard for me to watch. I just it just bores me, you know. Out of all of the major ones, I'd say baseball is probably the hardest for me to watch. Yeah, I agree. I think I'd rather watch soccer than baseball. You know what? Soccer I can watch too. Yeah. Even though it's kind of funny because people are probably like, well, soccer is boring too. I don't know what it is about soccer. I'm kind of entertained by it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'd say football or basketball out of those big ones are the ones that I'd probably be more likely to watch. Probably basketball top top choice, you know, yeah, okay. if I was okay. able to watch anything. How about you? So um, growing up, I did t-ball. I did soccer from age eight all the way to about 16. Oh, wow. So a good like eight years of my life, I was like um, – playing each year really into it i remember at first i was like awful and really down about myself over it and uh i'd say like two or three years in i was already like one of the best on the team and we always made it to the playoffs if not win the whole thing we had a really really strong team that i stuck with and then whenever you went to the next league i seemed to always be the winning team for the majority of me playing it was only like the first two years to where i was pretty bad um but i guess that's anything right you're gonna be bad to you're not (laughs) but uh so i was really into that love that uh, let me think like uh, stuff also played also played basketball but I don't think I was good at basketball and I hit a point it was pretty funny so like in elementary I played for a bit towards the end of middle school I think like eighth grade and even early into uh, high school I was on like eighth grade team ninth grade 10th grade and then eventually just like all right I can't do this anymore but maybe even just eight and ninth either way it was a period to where when I was playing basketball, I knew I wasn't good, but what I was good at was like dribbling and stealing. And I was real short, right? Weirdly. I mean, I'm not tall, but I'm like five, 10, five, 11, somewhere in there. But yeah. I was like five, four, five, five for like the majority of like my okay. middle school and high school. I didn't grow spurt till probably like 10th grade. Gotcha. Uh, so it was really late on that. So, when I was playing basketball, I was still real short. I was definitely the shortest on the team and probably the shortest on the court anytime we played a game. And so I would use that to my advantage a lot and could easily steal a ball from somebody and I'd get really good at that. So I be, almost became a sort of like clown troll figure and I leaned into it really hard. And coaches used to get really mad at me for it because I would lean into it way too hard. And I'm a bit of a troll just personality-wise anyway. I love <laughs> messing with people. I remember getting really mad at one game because some uh, someone on my team was like picking a fight with me. And as we were playing, I literally stole the ball from him. So from my own team made the shot instead because he was trying to say something about how I couldn't make a goal or something like that. So I literally stole it from him in the middle of the game and shot it. And uh, anyway, just things like that to just really get at people. But Whenever I would like uh, play, I'd be way into somebody's face, and I'd make funny faces at them. I'd do some weird dance thingy. I would, uh, I would like grab my foot and do some weird shuffle thing, like as they're trying to seriously play. I'd screw with them, do something way awkward to throw them off. Coaches did not like that because they're very taking it very seriously as well as many players. And I'm making a mockery of it all, is what they always said. But I don't know. It was more of like. I know I can't um, block any shots or uh, go up in the paint and actually score just because they're going to knock it out of me in five seconds. So unless I'm back and like maybe shooting a three, that's like my only shot. So 
I kind of like had to play this role anyway, and maybe I took it too far, but I don't know. I'm a kid and I'm having fun. And, but I, I have a lot of memories with that, man. But there was a few people on the team that did find it hilarious and tried <laughs> to get me to do even further and further things. As long as you had a few people, yeah. you'd probably keep doing it. <laughs> yes, exactly. So I had some supporters into my troll days, so it was fun. So That's I have a lot of memories there. But then it led into, I was always fast. So it led into me just running track, running cross country. And then I led into that for a really long time. Like till this day, and it's probably because of the soccer, because I played from like eight to 16, like I said, I have like really healthy calves and Mm -hmm. I can just go run for like a mile and not feel winded, like even to this day. And it's, it's really just uh, always the thing to where... I should probably run more than I'm not in terms of me trying to lose weight or anything like that. I'm just kind of like not really into it. But if I ever have to for any reason, I always notice I'm the definitely the last person to be bent over like dry heaving or anything like that. Right, if right. Do any running. So all of that. My kid, um, he played baseball for like a year or two. He like kind of liked it, not really. He's thinking he wants to play soccer, and I was like, "Well, it's not till the fall, so I may sign him up there." But he's just like showing really big interest into like um, music stuff and like cooking for some reason. So he's not like really thinking much on sports, other than just him bringing up, "Hey, I may want to play soccer." That's about it. I definitely was always in the crowds to where I was always like against the jocks and uh, most of the people that were into sports were never really my friends. Not that I was just hanging around nerds. It was probably like more like freaks and geeks, right? Any of the freaks and any of the geeks is who I was hanging around. It had to be one of those two and it was hardly ever jocks. Uh, actually, kind of like if you ever watched the show Freaks and Geeks, the main character. Yeah, a long time um, ago. I didn't like the girl in the show. He likes this cheerleader. But yeah. in my situation, I was genuinely just really good friends with this cheerleader chick. And because of that, I had uh, like a lot of her friends with cheerleaders and then AKA football players and all that. So I'd be in that circle because of that. But that's the only avenue I can think of to where I was ever up in that miss was just because of a close friend who was like a cheerleader but uh to be honest though most of the middle school and high school interactions it wasn't so extreme as they paint on any tv show or something like that i really kind of talk to whoever whenever but i can still think of if somebody's on the opposite end of like just a super preppy jock in no way were we friends but it's not like i'm gonna like not hang out with someone because they play a sport right of course of course (laughs) yeah that'd be that'd be when i got older though like i've always followed the nfl my entire life it's the only sport i care about the only sport i watch but as the years go on i've been falling off more and more three years ago i was more into it than what i am today uh 10 years ago i was far more into it than what i would be today and i think it's just because i'm a colts fan and they've been pretty trash for years at this point (laughs) and it's kind of hard to gain enthusiasm when you you put so much into like a game and it just always disappoints you and maybe um you know I guess that's what takes a fan is going through the highs and the lows. But maybe it's more of just I feel I play video games weirdly more that's, than I've ever done. That's my, my main life. thing, I think. I just every time I have free time, I'm either playing games or watching TV yeah. or, or something. 
So I just don't dedicate enough time to just watching uh, sports or anything. Because, you know, we, we do have to pick our avenues at some point. And you can only do so many things. Sure. And yep. maybe that's all it is, not that the Colts actually suck. Because I'm sure there was pockets, well, I know there was, even before Manning to where I still watched them. But it's just Peyton Manning was just so amazing to watch. I couldn't help myself to watch every game, even when I feel like I would have been falling off anyway. And uh, mm-hmm. I feel he made that stretch go a lot longer than maybe it would have otherwise. Maybe that's the key there. But uh, I still watch. Um, anytime I can catch it, I will watch a Colts game. But other than that, like I don't really care about uh, watching any sports today or being involved with them or anything like that. Now, I love playing football. All growing up, I was never in a team of football, but I've always wanted to be. And I've always been like really good, especially like throwing the ball. Like I recently, it's really weird. This came up. I didn't think about this, but the mm-hmm. last month I've been going to the park once every few days with my kid throwing the football. Friends been coming. We've been throwing mm-hmm. the football out in this like big uh, field in a park. And it's kind of become this routine. We've went like five times in the last month. And it's getting more and more fun, and we're out there throwing the football. And maybe this will turn into something. Because I remember one more key thing that I just went back on that I totally forgot to mention. All growing up, it was a neighborhood thing of either Saturday or Sunday us playing football. And it went like this from me being age five or six all the way to I was like 19 or 20. It was always a thing of us getting together at least once a week playing football and, uh, you know, what, hundreds and hundreds if not thousands of games at this point because of so long of doing that. I'm always down if I could go play a game with some friends, uh, football on a field, I would for sure go do it right now. Right, right. And uh, So I really enjoy that. Um, I've broken bones because of playing football with friends. Like my <laughs> pinky's broken. Uh, if you can see on the camera here, the rest of my finger, like I can't bring my pinky to the rest of my fingers. It kind of like snapped to the side. Weird, <laughs> weird. So like I can't stick my pinky to the rest of them. Ah, uh, I see. But what happened is as we we're playing football, my uh, I went to go sort of like block a pass. Fingers got stuck in someone's arm and it just sort of snapped sideways. Uh, ouch. And um, I remember at the time my adrenaline was so high, like I didn't really feel it much. We kept playing. I just felt like I jammed it or something. It wasn't until like two or three hours later, the pain hit me really hard. And I was on the sideline literally puking and my finger is just huge and blue and swollen, you know. But it's weird that in the moment I'm just like, yeah, it's no big deal. And I legit didn't feel it for at least an hour. I don't know. Uh, sports have always been a thing of like me being active and playing and all that. But in terms of me watching and keeping up with stuff, the only thing I think is NFL. But at this point, I don't know if I even want to say that anymore because I've maybe only watched four games this year. Sure. And yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing that pushes me more away from sport, watching sports is anytime I have some maybe some interest in watching them. Then I hear people saying dumb things like about video games and how it's a waste of time and all and watching movies. I'm like, okay, now mm-hmm, you're just like mm-hmm, reinforcing. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like I'm, my time is better spent doing this and you're just reaffirming that, you know? I just think it's funny that someone will sit on the couch all day Sunday, Monday, what, Thursday, whatever days, and that's fine. Like, no one has a problem with that in society, right? Everything it's that's people normal. clearly showing their biases. Of course. I mean, let's of be course. Real. Listen, yeah. if you want to be real about it and say, yeah, <laughs> it's the same thing. Yeah, you're right. Okay, then fine. Then I'll respect it, you know? Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's kind of where I'm at with it. I don't really have much interest in it. I don't really, when people say they play video games and they say they just play NBA 
2K, I'm like, eh. Yeah, not yeah, really, yeah. Not really my... Uh, I want to do things I can't do in real life in a video game, you know? <laughs> I don't want to ruin their fun. No, no, it's fine. It's just, like... I don't know. I guess it all depends on how they word it and how they want it to be perceived. Like, like they right. find out, let's say, oh, they saw I did a gaming podcast and they go and talk about games and um, they're like, oh, yeah, I'm a big gamer, play games all the time. They start listing and then it's like, you know, Madden and uh, and maybe a Call of Duty mm-hmm. and uh, NBA 2K and that's about it. And I'm like, oh, OK, so like, you know, like you enjoy that hey at least it's playing a video game whatever but like it's it's different when you're playing final fantasies and uh dragon quests and uh i don't know whatever um it's just whole different realms but it's hard where i want to take this because at one point is i don't want them to think that i'm thinking lower of them because they're just into a game right 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 i um you know I don't want to sound like gatekeeper ish. Like that's yeah. annoying. I get it, but it is, it is definitely my first instinct would be like, dude, like stop. You're like, you play games. You're not like a gamer. Okay. That, that would be <laughs> what goes through my head at first. Right. Maybe, Maybe it's I'm just the to... term of like gamer. Maybe yeah. just say like, Oh yeah, I'm not really into games. I just play a game or two. If they went about it that way, then yeah. Yeah, I sure. sure. And it's totally fair. You know, people can play whatever they want. Someone plays only cell phone games. Okay, fine. That's cool. But um, <laughs> I just, I, there's gotta be different categories, I guess. I would, uh, yeah, I would kind of want the information up front of like, before they just start making blanket statements of like, you know, yeah, like, I'm think, a gamer. Think of it this way. Like someone who says like, you ask a person like, hey, are you into music? And they're like, oh yeah, I'm a music freak. I listen to so much music. And then you like name everything a few. they list is a few things on the radio and that's about it. Yeah. And then you list like maybe some like <laughs> things that like, okay. So as gamers, we all agree that we love the last of us. We all agree that Metroid prime, the original is an amazing game. We all agree that final fantasy seven is a classic, yeah. right? Like there's yeah. like staples of each, yeah. each medium. So then when you go to music, someone be like, yo, you ever heard of, of uh, Biggie Smalls? No. Who's that? You ever heard of Nirvana? What? Who's that? Yeah. Right? Like, there's like certain... Same thing of like uh, sports. Like, you know... Sports, um, movies. I'm really big into the Eagles, right? They can't name like more than three players in the history of the Eagles. <laughs> yep. That's why I don't see anything wrong with like like knowing your your lane with certain things. If we talk about movies, I'm all... I, I could talk all day. We talk about video games, yeah. no problem. TV shows, fine. But I've even said to you, with music... Yeah, I like my artists I listen to, but I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm like on the same level as you or Dave or something in terms of like how much music you guys listen to. Like, no, I'm not even close. Yeah, so I yeah, won't yeah. sit here and try to pretend that I am. You know, some people don't do that, unfortunately. So, yeah, as long as people are actually um, open and honest, I guess that's all that really matters. That's it. Instead of trying to play as a certain character that they're not, I think that's the ultimate, like, what's I, grinding our gears. Yeah. I agree. I agree. All right. Well, uh, that's it on sports. Yeah. Um, Let's go ahead and get into the news here. There wasn't too much that took place, but let's get into it. One here, developer confirms there are no current plans for DLC on Hogwarts Legacy. I'm putting this up because I was hoping, oh, maybe we'll get some uh, Quidditch like DLC and that'd be amazing. And they're just actually confirming, hey, they had no plans to release any content after the release. They specified, hey, we're still working on like fixes, making the game an overall better experience. They don't have any plans to do any extra content. So, you know, that's that's a little I'm a little bummed by that. But on the same token, 
The flip yeah. side is they've been working on this for seven or eight years, and they actually released a polished product. Well, maybe not on PC, but I think no. I will say it, it's it's gotten much better on PC. It's not perfect, it okay? But it's it's. Well, I was going to say a lot of people seem to be having an issue with this memory leak thing. It's been a thing for what, like a year now, I guess of like, I don't know what the last 15 releases of any big substance seems to have this weird stuttering memory leak stuff. And maybe there's something far more serious going on that no one can seem to figure out what's happening. And I don't know if I want to necessarily blame Avalanche for this because just because they haven't figured it out, uh-huh. many people haven't figured this out. What is even? I'm curious know. what is even happening. What the issue is? It's annoying. Like, it's just frustrating. It's not optimized well. And I understand when you're running on PCs. Well, I guess it's not true for because you might have a low end PC that's weaker than the consoles, but you're running on a high end PC. Maybe for some other um, situations. Okay. Yeah, but that's always been the case. Why? That's always been the case. You're right. You're right. It's not an excuse. You're right. So why recently has this new problem arose? It's annoying, man. It's really weird. And the consoles are more on par with PC than they've ever been in the past. So that should be even a leg up on why you why are you having this issue? That's true. That's true. You're right. A little weird. Uh, Well. I will anyway. say about this news, um, I'm not that upset about it. The game's long enough, and I'm sure this just means that they're working on the next game, and I'm sure Quidditch will be in it, you know? Especially with the success. Oh, yeah. Why I went into all that side tangent was just, I do want to specify, I am, I wanted to congratulate them on actually releasing a polished, finished product really? compared to so many other games that are just broken on release. So many. Um, yeah. So, like... Yes, they don't have any DLC, but on the other side, at least they actually released a full game, you know? Yeah. And not trying to piecemeal it later on and be like, oh, we got this, but we weren't able to fit this in, but we're going to release it later. Then then don't release it. Wait. Right, right. Agreed. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, so... I want to get props there at least, but no, definitely they they deserve they deserve the props for sure. Next, three PlayStation One games are being added to PlayStation Plus Premium on February twenty first. We have Legend of the Dragoon, Wild Arms two, and Harvest Moon: Back to Nature. Yeah, yeah. I haven't played that last one. I've checked out the other two though; those are good games. I made a post today on it because I just found out. I went to go get Legend of Dragoon one. I was trying to see. Can I just outright purchase it? Do I have to get the premium tier? You can outright purchase it. But when I went to go purchase it, it said free. I'm like, why is it free? And I start looking deeper into it because I bought it previously back on like my PS3 with the same accounts. I'm able to get uh, the upgrade for free. So they are keeping legacy and history in mind when it comes to these releases which is amazing i know it's just like a ten dollar thing and you could just buy it again but i love when companies respect the customer and be like oh if you purchase this you know we've released it later on a new platform the fact that we clearly see you have a purchase history of this we're using the same account why wouldn't I get this game for free? That's what we should expect, but we just hardly get it. So I'm just happy that Sony is actually doing this. And so huge props to them. That's very, very awesome. That's very cool. So, you know, I just uh, download that. I mean, I'm not going to play it anytime soon. I got a lot of stuff to play than to play something I've played three times already. But (laughs) (laughs) um, shout out, though, the game is really, really good. The Legend of Dragoon. Is one of those top tier JRPGs. It actually is a first party Sony game on top of that. 
which is why I was complaining, where the hell is this thing? <laughs> but it eventually came. It almost took a year, but well, we got there. Well, uh, I don't understand the pattern here, and I don't think there is a pattern, because we get a drop every few months of like, here's two or three games, and we don't know when we ever get them or when we'll get them next. No rhyme or reason make it. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just kind of randomly. And this is only, I think, the third time they've done it since it launched in June. So it's hard to know. Hey, maybe it's every three months. Like, you know, I want to kind of look at a calendar and see, but they definitely aren't adding them enough to make it reliable service. Like, in no way would I pay for this service never knowing what I'm getting at what time. You know what I mean? Right. Even if it's random games, I at least want to know the drop rate if I'm going to pay for it. Yep. So, yep. No, that yeah. makes sense to me. I, it would be nice to have some idea of <laughs> you know, how often you're getting games and such. By the way, sorry, I wanted to mention one thing about Harry Potter we, or Hogwarts we forgot to mention. Yeah. My friend is playing on PlayStation and he told me that the PlayStation exclusive quest, I guess. Okay. And he said... It was like his favorite thing he's done in the whole game so far, which is kind of annoying. Of now I'm like, <laughs> when is this going to come to the other system? Like, is there any word on that? Do we well, know? yes, yes, yes. Remember? Uh, so I was complaining about this and someone said in the comments, they saw it was a timed exclusive. It says PS5 exclusive mission eventually coming to Xbox, PC and Switch. Yeah. Leak suggests. Yeah, but when? Is it going to be after we're already done with the game? <laughs> completely finished with it i i can't imagine it's only a month later right, i'm right. gonna assume oh it said for a year here wow jesus Oof. Oof. well usually when this happens it's like some dumb thing that i don't even care about but i guess this one i'll just have to look up a video of it and watch it or something because i'm not gonna wait a year to play it so <laughs> yeah um i mean i guess it's better than not getting it at all but yeah knowing me I doubt I'm going to boot it back up and play some Yeah, I don't think so. Now, anyway, how long thing. is the quest is what I want to know. Is it like uh, yeah, 30 I don't minutes? Know. Is it like three hours? Like, it may be super awesome, but if it's only 30 minutes, I can get over it. It's called Minding Your Own Business. Let's see how long it is. Uh, full walkthrough. This says 52 minutes. I don't know if that's like, well... I, that sounds about right. This one says quest. twenty. This one says twenty six. So it just depends. Maybe I'll just watch a video of it. You know, I think I can get over that. Oh, yeah, whatever. It's not that big a deal. So, oh well, it leads into a shop too, apparently. Mm. But is that shop also? I don't know what's in that shop. It's so whatever. I'm not that concerned about it, so it's fine. <laughs> anyway, um, next story here: Nintendo Switch. Now this happened like a month ago. A little Last late to nine, this. Yeah. But Nintendo Switch total sales surpassed Game Boy and PS4. So Game Boy was at 118 million. The PlayStation 4 was at 117 million. And the Switch is now at 120 million. And again, it's probably at like 121, 122 at this point. So the only two systems above it is the PS2 and the DS. The PS2 is at 158. The DS is at 154. And again, Switch is 120. So you still have another 35, 38 million systems to sell is that going to happen i don't know unless nintendo does some move to where they actually want to <laughs> reach number one <laughs> and they purposely withhold the new system they just, yeah yeah <laughs> well i mean uh, let's see what 120 to one i mean yeah that's that's another 30 something million more that's I mean. that's probably at least another year and a half or something like that is how i would see it i mean listen if tears of the kingdom comes out maybe some other big games i mean who knows oh, that's that the thing i didn't think about that tears of the kingdom at least i mean i know everyone in the world seems to have one at this point 
Right. But I still right. don't think it's everybody, right? Or I still think it's still a big enough game to where at least their brother or sister or someone else in the family would still want a Switch to play it on. Then. Or some people want to buy a new Switch, an OLED Switch. Yeah, like that that exactly. Zelda leaked OLED Switch. I'm like, mm, I have my eye on that. Maybe I'll, uh, I'll upgrade in time. Even spending 150 on a Switch Lite or something or... Well, not 150, sorry, it's 200. But either way, like, they may have a Switch, but they may want to just, like, well, I'll play portable all the time anyway. Maybe I should get a Switch Lite mm-hmm. for more battery mm-hmm. and uh, buy another Switch for that. So whenever Zelda... So I feel Zelda could bump it another at least 15 million units, you know, like that. The problem it is, it's like, we have, like, 35 to go. I just don't see Zelda pushing 35 million. <laughs> like, well... Who knows how long they'll make this generation last this time around. So God, I really want a new switch though. Really soon. I mean, I've been I know, saying this I for like three years at this point, but I really, I think if they see that it's a possibility for them to overtake that top spot, they might say, <laughs> like, oh, okay, well, let's see if we can. Cause I don't know why, like at first thought I would think a company wouldn't care about stuff like this, especially competing with their own system on top of that. Cause it is DS. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. They're, they could be really, like, petty and be like, bro, we need to be number one. <laughs> why, did, why didn't the DS just say, hey, let's wait six more months? Yes. Like, why can't we get those last four million? <laughs> That's so funny. All right, all right. Um, <laughs> next here, Diablo 4's open beta starts next month. At IGN's Fan Fest on Saturday, Blizzard announced that the open beta will kick off on March 24th mm-hmm. and last until the 26th. While those who pre-order the game will get early access from the 17th through the 19th. So you play 17th and 19th if you pre-order it. And then you could also play it again on the 24th to 26th. But if you haven't pre-ordered it, you can still play from the 24th to 26th. Mm-hmm. I will not be pre-ordering it just yeah, to I'm play not. a few days of a, of a beta. Yeah. But I am interested to play in it. So I will yeah, I jump in on the jump 24th and check beta. it out. And at least get a feel on like, okay, how big of an upgrade is this game? Is this something I should be hyped or not? I can't imagine me not getting this game, period. But I'm still curious to know exactly what they've done. Yeah, you know, for me, the thing that's going to be the ultimate determination if I'm going to get the game or not is I just felt bored when I was playing Diablo 3. I felt like I was just clicking, 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 walk, 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 click, click, click. Like, it's just... It was so mindless and boring to me. Like, I just needed it to be something more than that. But I guess we'll see. If there's always, like, two sides of the coin. Is like, well, they would want to change and evolve the series over time. But at the same time, do you, you don't want to change too much. You don't want to change too much. Yeah. That's why people love uh, it. Yeah. The previous fans. So it's like, I don't know. There's give and take with that. Yeah, it's uh, a hard Which one. is always really hard. I mean, that's any company ever with any series. You really have to find that fine right. line there. So All right. Lies of P, the Souls-like spin on Pinocchio, is coming this August. Along with the re- release window reveal, we also got a brand new trailer that appears to show the Blue Fairy, a creature that serves as a guide to Pinocchio in the original story. It's pretty cool. It looks it looks like a pretty good game. I haven't played a new Souls-like in a while. Like I'm saying, you know, anything outside from FromSoft. Um, so I'm 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 due for a new, uh, you know, someone outside of them. I'm ready to play, try another one, you know? So, Neo is the only one I feel is a legit true yeah, competitor. Neo's too. up there too, for yeah. sure. Which I still have not beat Neo too, man. I gotta. That's the that. only reason I have faith in Wulong because it's the same people doing that. <sighs> yeah, um, but of course, that comes out the same day as Resident Evil 4. So, <laughs> you know, kind of screwed there, which sucks. Yeah. 
Liza P, I really don't know. You know, this is a whole new company. This is a whole new thing. It just looks so neat, though. It looks cool. It looks very cool. Yeah, yeah. So I hope they knock it out of the park. Now, you know, there's been plenty of, like, I mean, I know Nintendo is a veteran game developer, but when they did the new thing of, like, here's Breath of the Wild, and we're doing a whole new thing we've never done before in our very first open world game, and they nail it, right? It's, like, one of the best to ever exist. There's still instances to where someone can do a fresh new thing, and they still can knock it out of the park. So Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it can't happen, but... You know, until I actually get my hands on it, uh, you can show me all the trailers you want. I'm sold right. on it in terms of how it looks. I just need to actually play it. Hopefully a demo gets released. That's what I need. Because when I got that demo Wulong, it sold me on like, okay, this is clearly a well-made game. So. Yeah, those demos can go a long way. So yeah, um, I know sometimes they have the opposite effect, like Forspoken, for, for example. <laughs> but but uh, hey, who's following hey, conf- Yeah, if you're confident in your product, then <laughs> I'd say release the demo, you know, so... Yeah, but obviously, like, <laughs> I still want a demo because no one should be like trying to be sly and be like, "Yeah, oh, of course." You, we don't want you to play our game because we know it's bad, and we're gonna try our best for you not to know until you already buy it. Right? Totally agree. <laughs> Every game, in my opinion, should have a demo. Now, yeah, obviously, that's a lot of work, and I, I get this why that would be challenging. But in a perfect world, that would be awesome for me. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, okay. I agree. Moving on. So this was the thing. Microsoft said they would do this, and they actually just signed it like yesterday. Uh, Microsoft and Nintendo have now negotiated and signed a binding 10-year legal agreement to bring Call of Duty to Nintendo players. The same day as Xbox with full feature and content parity. That's the big key here. We were wondering, well, is it going to be a spinoff? Right. Maybe they won't have as much. With full feature and content parity between the versions on Switch. How the hell do they make that happen? Anyway. I have no... That's a interesting <laughs> one. I, unless they just... I mean, it, they, are, they have been coming to the old gen systems, right? So maybe they have some way they can pull this off. Who knows? Oh, that, uh, yeah. I guess that's true. But for 10 years. For that's 10 crazy. years... They literally signed a document with Nintendo. They both signed. It has to happen now. Right. Unless this deal doesn't go through and then it would break all of that. Right. But, right. Uh, anyway, so they can experience Call of Duty just as Xbox and PlayStation gamers enjoy Call of Duty. We're committing to providing long-term equal access to Call of Duty to other gaming platforms, bringing more choice to more players, and more competition to the gaming market. I think this is them obviously trying to show look, we really are going to put on everything and here's our proof of that because they're doing the absurd of like, we will literally bring it to Nintendo for 10 years just to prove that, yes, we will bring it to you. Don't worry. Stop worrying. Now, of course I get the other side. He's still like, well, how can we trust you? Well, this is how we trust them is they just right. actually legally put themselves in a bind to have to do it. So Yeah, yeah. Uh, that'll be interesting to see. How it goes when this, you know, the Switch Two is out or whatever, you know, yeah. what is it? What is it going to be in terms of its power? Is it going to be a handheld again? Who knows? I mean, that that stuff they don't know yet, and how can they commit without knowing? I don't know. It'll be that's what I'm saying. <laughs> and the same content. Yep. Yep. That, that's what blew my mind in all of this. Oh, is we like, shall see. Yeah. yeah. Good luck. That's that's gonna be really <laughs> challenging for them. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, next up, we got the next Pokemon Presents is on the way. 
Tune in to our official YouTube channel at 6 a.m. PST on February 27th for about 20 minutes of exciting Pokemon news in celebration of Pokemon Day 2023. Now, I've been kind of out of the loop with Pokemon lately. Is there anything that people are expecting from this in particular? What I'm hoping is they come out with some big mega ultra patch, fixed every issue, and here's some DLC. That's what I would like to see. And I do see them at least showing off some DLC for the last game release because they mm-hmm. did the same with Sword and Shield. They released those DOC packs. And apparently those DOC packs are some are the best content in Sword and Shield. And a bunch of people really loved them. I never played them because I'm always bad any game. I mean, the amount of DLCs I've played in a game of like an expansion is incredibly rare. I mean, I can count them on probably one hand. Like, uh, probably less than like probably three times ever have I actually dug into DLC content. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I'm just bad about that personally. But um, I did love this game so much. If they did drop a um, expansion, I would I would go into it. So yeah, okay. Well, I'll be curious to see what that is. Now I would assume there's going to be something obviously outside of DLC and that they've really show a new game, but it seems like they have to have whatever year to a lot of people say, at least, I don't know if they ever said that officially, but apparently everyone in the world seems to pull up something to where they have to release uh, Pokemon every physical year for them. And if that's true, then they have to announce a new one here. And I'm going to assume that it's just yet another remake of just the next one. So maybe a black and white remake. Mm-hmm. That'd be cool. I'd be down for that. I might, you know, maybe if they release some DLC, now this will be the time for me to finally play it. So I do want them to fix it. I mean, like, there is a lot of problems. I love mm-hmm. it anyway, but there's there is a lot of problems. Sure. So state of play. We have a new one coming up uh, this Thursday. At what, is it this particular Thursday coming up? Yeah. Oh, nice. This Thursday at 1 p.m. for five new PSVR 2 titles from partners. I'm happy for you guys. I just wish it was something else because I'm not really that interested. Hot indie and third-party reveals and an extended look at Suicide Squad Kill the Justice League. So I'll just catch that trailer after. I'm probably not going to be tuning in for this one live, to be honest. Yeah, this doesn't look that exciting. Um, It's like indie game. I mean, unless those third-party reveals end up being big game. But what even would that be? I mean, I guess we wouldn't know because it'd be a reveal, but it's like there's so many games this year that we already know that are coming and filling out this entire year. Right. This doesn't look to be that big of one, but who no, knows? Maybe so. maybe they'll slide in some big uh, third party banger. I don't know. And then, yeah. you know, an extended look at Suicide Kill the Justice League also makes me think it's not going to be too great of a show because that's going to take a time to do an extended look of a certain game. You know what I mean? So. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. And PSVR 2, I will say, I've been, I don't know, last episode even, I was like, I think I'm just over VR. I watched this uh, review. Um, I haven't watched Yon Gay in a real long time because I mm-hmm. honestly, over the years, have kind of fallen off. And I think he's been, I don't know, going too much into drama stuff. And right, right. Kind of like over a it. A lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I guess he still does phenomenal hardware reviews because I watched that PSVR 2 thing and that's the best look at PSVR 2 that I've ever gotten. And he did an incredible job with that review. And it made me really like genuinely want it. And he even says at the end of the video, like, hey, I wouldn't buy right now because the software is not really there, but the hardware is great. But even that being said, which I kind of were thinking anyway, but that even being said, I mean, it, he still just showed it off in such a great way that it does look a little appealing. But again, I'm not going I'm not going to actually buy it, but right. at least it's the most I've ever liked 
PSVR 2 since the reveal of it is that review. So I, I do want to give a shout out there. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, uh, I don't know, man. I, I think that the more I see a PSVR 2, I'm like, man, this does look pretty cool. You know, it'd be nice to have this thing, but I'm definitely not as interested. He's still highlighting things that we've had or kind of like, it's like, oh, well, um, here is Res Infinite or um, it's really fun or Thumper is really fun. And he's like, point out these things where it's like, dude, I can kind of go buy a quest and have just as good of an experience as these games listing. I'm wanting to get this PSVR 2 because I want the huge, big, top tier wow, this is the most incredible thing. I'm in VR. Right, you know? right. Yep, and I, it seems that's not hitting. Apparently, Call of the Mountain like reviews are not looking too hot. It's like in the sevens. It's not looking bad. But a lot of people are saying it's really gorgeous. But the gameplay is like I, I was watched a few to where they all complain about the same thing. It's just like this isn't fun, like grabbing the sides of the mountain and just kind of climbing up these areas like I guess like the, you know, shooting the bow is kind of fun. But even that we've kind of been here before with other games and other games have done it better. And it just, they seem to think like the gameplay is not really there. Right, right. Yeah, I, the thing is, if they make it available to work on PC, then I probably would be more likely to do it. Right. You know, that would grab a ton of new people. Because now you can pull this whole Steam library that has thousands of programs. Yeah, and... And they would still, it wouldn't change anything. They would still, they wouldn't you be. Buy, you still buy their headset from Right, them. exactly. They're, they're not <laughs> taking headset. away from the number yeah. of sales of the headset. They're only increasing them, right? So, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. I think that'd maybe be they'll idea. do that. I don't think they will, but maybe they'll do it. I mean, they have you been know. releasing games for PC. Maybe, I don't know. I just, man, the day that we can sit here and talk and say, hey, I'm getting the, you know, the new God of War day one on PC. And I'm also grabbing the new Halo on PC day one. And then Nintendo, I don't know if that'll ever happen. As long as they have their handheld thing going on, I don't think that'll ever happen. If they become a home system company again, but But I don't know. I still don't know. Nintendo sells 50 million. Right, years. and they make their games. They make their games around the hardware. They do that. They all don't time. even have to begin to pretend to care about the competition. So yeah, that's true. I don't that's think true. they're in any realm like, oh, we need to release our games on PC. They don't need more sales. They're they're solid. I mean, I guess everyone could use more money, but I mean, the best you know you're gonna get out of like, oh, God of War Ragnarok hit twenty million. That's insane, right? Pokemon in a week, twenty million. You know, it's like mm-hmm. it's 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 whole different worlds there. So I don't know. It's really hard to think of a world where Nintendo even cares to put on any on a PC. I just I yeah. can't imagine. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. And listen, if I can get all my games besides Nintendo games on I PC day it. one, yes. no problem. I'm down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like I, I do really like some people have trouble understanding this, but I really do like the portable aspect of my Switch. I really love that. I mean, it's yep. so yep. useful. Yep. Like playing theater rhythm, if I was stuck at my PC playing that every day, I would I would hate it. I love I love that I can just my wife's like oh, I'm gonna run out to the car and grab something real quick. Okay, one song real quick. I've been playing a lot of it. I mean, well, well, let's let's go into that now. I mean, this is the end of the news. Let's go into theater. Yes. Okay. So, man, this game is so good. I, it's so good. It's it's perfect for and like like we've discussed in the past. I haven't even played all of the Final Fantasies. I, I would call myself an above-average Final Fantasy fan, sure. But I definitely have not played all of them. But that being said, I went through the whole six catalog. Loved it. Oh, so good. I went through all of seven. I went through all of eight. 
it's just so fun playing these games that you know and love and then playing new games that you don't know. Like 14 has like 38 songs in that game, which is freaking okay. awesome. Nuts. How deep did you get into 14? Because I hope you at least hit one of the bosses because any of like the summon battles in 14, I'm so glad they put them in theater rhythm. Mm-hmm. The music is like some of the best in the whole series. And it's so, so good a 14 spot. I actually haven't started 14 yet. I just Ooh, saw okay. I saw that it has a ton of songs. It's like heavy metal. You know, like in Final Fantasy X, uh, right. the Sin battle, or you're fighting Jet, mm-hmm. how it goes to do some like deep like death metal mm-hmm. yep, like, yep. song. And you know that. 14 does that a lot, but it isn't so 2004 as well. Gotcha, you know? gotcha. <laughs> like okay. It actually is like modern music of really heavy, tons of instruments, the hardest Very they've cool. ever gone and some of the and they have it all in theater rhythm and i was so happy awesome. when i saw that that's I was awesome like, these songs are incredible the only thing i'm not sure about is i got the the digital premium edition or whatever and i see when i go to the music player i see those songs available but when i go to the series they're not there so i'm wondering if whenever they come out with dlc every time it just goes straight to the music player like you can't there's not like a dedicated hmm. series for it which sucks because i feel like that's an easy that's an easy choice. Maybe right you there, just right? have to unlock it in a way that we don't see. Yeah, we'll that see. That's really weird. Why would they? It is that? very strange. I tried to look it up, and that's what someone said. It was just a random person on Reddit, obviously, so it doesn't yeah. mean anything. But uh, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to go through the whole game. My goal is to beat every song on Ultimate through the series, right? Do all of them. And when I'm done with that, <laughs> then uh, whatever songs I have not completed because they weren't in the series mode, I will go do in music mode but that's my goal right now supreme is too hard like ultimate is, is challenging, yeah yeah but... yeah i'm playing everyone on ultimate right now mm-hmm. i've tried i went to supreme i completed like two on supreme just because yeah. i wanted to i can it's do it technically possible there. but oh my god am i dying it doesn't I, I don't have as much fun yeah <laughs> i'm like i'm like this is too difficult and my brain's about to explode but hopefully the more you play the better yeah this game is so fun because i love it it's simplicity it's so simple it's it's got like four or five different controls that you do throughout the song but it's challenging and it's fun the whole aspect of like hey make sure you pick the correct characters and equip them with this equip i don't really pay attention to that honestly i think you can get away with not even really focus. i just have pick, I, you i hit a moment where i actually had to i kept playing the song over and over and over again uh-huh. and i'm telling you i didn't miss a single time and i still didn't beat the quest i'm like <laughs> why didn't i beat the quest i did literally perfect right right so i'm like hmm there has to be more i have to be outputting more damage than what i am so then i'm like okay well i have two healers why do i have that all yeah. right let's remove one of these healers actually oh, put in uh, another attack person and then so i had like two attack two mages did the battle and then i completed the quest because i, I see damage so it actually is going to play in when it comes to certain stuff i'm sure it does it's just i haven't messed with it much because i'm like whatever i pick four guys i like go yeah. in have fun <laughs> now maybe you got lucky maybe the four guys is a balanced team I don't yeah know. but i've been trying to jump around like pick four random people get them up to like okay. level 30 40 50 and then i'll switch yeah. over I think that the game is is a ton of fun. It's got so much replay value. It's, I mean, we're talking about hundreds of songs. It's yes, it's just awesome, multiple man. difficulty. Multiple difficulties. Uh, you I, can play with a friend. I did local multiplayer with my kid. On oh, actually, speaking of that, I let my son. My son was watching me play. He's like, "This this looks cool." My son's only four, so I put the simple mode on for him, where he just click one any yeah. button, hits any trigger. I was like, "Oh, this is perfect," you know. Nice. So nice. yeah, definitely really enjoy this game. This is this is a game I'll be playing for a while. 
just here and there, a few songs yeah. here, yeah. a few songs there. In There's the so much content. There's so no way content. you could even finish this in a month. Or, this isn't an. This is something you're just gonna have to pour for years. Yeah, if you were to sit down straight and do it, it, it would definitely be 40, 50 hours, I'm sure, uh, of just songs. <laughs> of a solo. rhythm game, isn't that Of right? a rhythm game, yep. So it's a great package. Yeah, Super yeah. impressed by it. This is another game that people will ignore, like Nintendo haters will ignore and say, oh, where's the game? Where's the game? Like, then you have something like this. This is like a huge, packed, awesome game. So, so yeah, very cool about that. You get 1 through 15, and then you also get... I want to say six more titles after that. Like you even have Final Fantasy Mixed Mystic Quest. Yeah, that was on Super Nintendo. Yeah. Like the baby Final Fantasy. Um, the Chocobo one. I saw the... yes, the Chocobo series. It's hard to remember what they were, but there was even six after the fifteen Final Fantasies. Yeah, and what I would assume too is they can't do it yet because sixteen's not out yet. But once oh, sixteen is man. out, that would be so I cool. could really see them doing a sixteen pack. Well. Hold on, there's here. I'm gonna tell you right now. There's a list. Um, hold on, Final Byline DLC because there's a list that shows the months at which they're coming out, right? And the question mark ones to be announced pack are October 11th and November 1st. So who knows? So at that point, 16 would be out. Yeah. Okay. Cool. I can't imagine them not putting. They, ha- they have to do it. Of they course. Have to do it. I mean, come on. Just just a refresher. So far, they've come out with Saga Pack already on the first day it was out. Live Alive is March 1st. World Ends With You, March 15th. Near March 29th. Saga World Ends With You music? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Saga Volume 2, April 12th. Near Pack 2, April 26th. Chrono Pack, May 16th. Chrono Volume 2, June 7th. Mana Pack, June 28th. Octopath Traveler, Traveler, July 19th. Saga Pack Volume 3, August 9th. Mana Pack Volume 2, August 30th. Xenogears Pack, September 20th. And then those two... Zeno Gears, nice. This is pretty cool, man. Very, very excited about that. So, yeah, it's it's a really fun game. And uh, you were saying you haven't really messed, but uh, I really have been messing a ton of moving different characters, like saying before. And I really want to stress: the more you play this game, the more you realize there's far more meat to it than just playing. Mm -hmm. Oh, oh, there totally is. It's, I just like that you can just play it and it still works. Yeah, you know, you yeah, don't have to yeah, go yeah. crazy. Yeah, if you're trying to get top, yeah, I I stopped doing the chat. Like, I'll do the challenge if it happens, but I stopped like going obsessively. Like, oh, I can't keep going until I complete the challenge too. I'm like, no, this is too much. I, I'm, I'm forcing like, myself my to do oh the quest. <laughs> I am going crazy. I am yeah, like, I, I, I did it. I did it when the demo was out. <laughs> then once the game came out, I'm like, oh my god, this is getting a little crazy. So. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Um, let's see. You beat Dead Space. I did beat Dead Space. Um, man, what a game! This game was so so good. I I just from start to finish, it was fantastic. It was, it was great. The further I got, the more I really really enjoyed it. I took a different approach this time. Like I said, I was just using the plasma cutter the whole game, and then when I had enough nodes, I started using the pulse rifle as well. So just those two. It was really fun playing that way. It was like super challenging. I had them both upgraded to their top amount and it was just fun. It was like going back and forth between the two of them. And then there's a new game plus, which is really cool. Turn it up to the hardest difficulty maybe and try again with all your upgrades intact. The story obviously was already a thing, right? But just the changes they made made it so much better. The voice yeah. acting, yeah. the new mechanics, 
they add like let's say in the original game uh somebody calls you and says hey I speak, <laughs> da, 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 da. this may add an extra like five or six lines of dialogue and yeah. Isaac may reply back or whatever yeah but it, it it doesn't overdo you don't need to be worried about right, it right right but right. it does the perfect amount to where it just adds more exposition and gives even yep. more meaning behind things and and stuff that's actually meaningful and worth it you know? it's it's great i forgot a lot towards the end the exploration of the game was so well done. The visuals, the combat, it's just its just the definitive version of this game now. You know, there's no need to play the first one probably ever again, I'd say. so. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, it's fantastic, man. Really, really good job by them. What's funny is you were like, well, I want to stick to the plasma cutter because in the original <laughs> game, I used all different weapons. Right, and now they've actually made it better. They actually greatly improved the other weapons to where in the original game, the other weapons kind of suck. Yeah, no, no, you're absolutely right. Um, if I were to do a new new game plus, I'd probably this time through like maybe use a few more weapons, you know. Especially the it's like the saw blade that kind of shoots well, out of your ripper. gun and spin. Yeah, like yes, the ripper is way better in this game compared to the original. The original actually sucked at that one. Yep. I hated it. Yep, it's so good now though. Yeah. Anyway, um, and then the last thing is which we've both been playing is Hogwarts Legacy. So. I wasn't playing. I played Hogwarts Legacy the first few days on the, you know, the early access, whatever. Yeah, you were only like three or four hours in. Yeah, I was a few hours in. Yeah, and then, um, then I started playing Dead Space. I was like, let me just beat Dead Space because you know I don't want to start this game completely. Um, yep. I played a ton of Dead Space. I just got obsessed with it, beat it. Now, the in the last few days, I've been back to Hogwarts, and to him, it's so funny because so many people who have known how long I've loved Harry Potter, they're like. So, so tell me about how I'm like, oh, I'm like three hours in. They're like, what? You? I'm like, no, listen, I just want to give it my full attention, you know? So now I, I'm there. Now I'm like, every moment I'm playing, I'm smiling. I'm having so much fun. It's like so many cool things I'm discovering. So many references to the game, to the books. Are you getting what I was saying when it comes to like Red Dead 2 levels of like this item being here, this item yep. being there, the detail in the wood or a handle or it's very cool. Top there's looks. there's yeah. so many little things that they didn't even have to do. That I find so cool, like the room of requirement, for example. Yeah, so cool, really, really cool. Thing. That like they really nailed it how it is in the books, or the devil snare, the plant that gets you, and then the well, room the, the room fire. of requirement. Tell people what that is. So yeah, so basically, it's like this. Like in the books, it it was always this room that you would that Harry would stumble upon when he needed it most. I really need this thing, and they would just kind of appear as he's walking by. So they literally did that in the game. I thought that was so cool. He's just walking by, all of a sudden it appears, and then when you're in there. How can they sort of take the lore of the room requirement and also make it a video, like gamifier, right? And they did a great job with it. It's, it's like, almost like Animal Crossing. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. Something. It's like, yeah. it's like, what do you want to put in your room? Uh, how, do you want to change the color? Do you want to? Change, you have to use spells that are only can only be used in the room of requirement. You can walk through the room requirement. It looks all freaking messed up there's books and tables stacked on top of yeah. each other. i love that because again it's so accurate to so the books in the books they'd be like oh harry walked behind 10 desks stacked on top of each other and a thousand books <laughs> strewn across the floor it's so cool man the people who made this game clearly really do value this ip and the the, the rumor requirement job. you can change the floor you can change parts on the ceiling you can yep. change like do you want it to be daytime light do you want it to be nighttime so cool, light man. so cool so you're going to like grow plants and stuff you're going to need like from seeds putting into pots growing the plant you get the herb then you take it to the potion section and then you yeah, use those herbs with other ingredients to make whatever potion so you can get like a healing potion you can get a potion that spawns like a thundercloud so like lightning strikes enemies as you're fighting them stuff yep. like that yeah so i'm saying all that to say so in this room of requirement you can like build a desk you can color it whatever color 
you can make it look between like a gothic theme or like a plant theme or whatever. And then you can have like build them for like small pots, large pots. And but so you can set up like a potion station, you can set up a plant station, all this, which you're going to be using for while you're playing the game to be able to make materials instead of having to go back to those classrooms and like, oh, I need to make a potion. I got to go. I got to go to this uh, potion thing. You can just teleport to the room or requirement, make what you need to make and then go. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's really extra level of just uh, they seem to just think so many things out on how you could um, achieve this or solve this or whatever. They go a little above and beyond what a normal game, I feel, does. I yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I could totally see how this game, like, as you continue on, you could get fatigued if you approach it that way, right? Like, there's so many icons around. And, and like, if you get obsessed doing them, all, I could see how that could sink in. So what I've been doing is I'll do side quests, which I actually find interesting, the dialogue with the NPCs and stuff, and then I'll do main quests. Occasionally, I'll, you know, fight some enemies, whatever. Like, that balance to me is working so far. I'm really enjoying it. There's one thing I want to shout out about this game, though, that is so, so well done. They just need to tweak one little thing about it, and it'll be perfect. So the transmog stuff in this game is so good. It's like, equip whatever you want, whatever dumb, you know, the glasses, the hat, and then make whatever outfit you want. And when you pre-ordered the Deluxe Edition, you got all these really awesome, cool outfits. I have, like, this really awesome, like, hood and cape and everything. It's, like, a dark, like, it's got, like, this effect it's, it's on it. It's animated. It's so, so sick, actually, yeah. Like moves Love that. Yeah. But that's such a smart idea. The only gripe I have with this is they need to make it where you can save you're out every time you equip a new piece of gear, it, it rechanges it. Like mm-hmm. they need to make it where what if I equip this new hat that I got because it's ten plus ten or whatever, it keeps your outfit. You know that would yeah, be nice yeah. if you could do that. Or one step further, if you could just save presets of outfits. I want this one for when I'm out in the battle. I want this one for when I'm in Hogwarts. You know my out my uniform, whatever. That would be great. But they yeah. have a really great system that's better than so many other games at this point. That I'll give them, you know, give them credit where credit's due. So at least they have that. I actually inserted something because I made a lot of notes and forgot to go over any of them that I was going to do on last week's episode. So I inserted like five minutes of when we finished recording of some like specific things. But on one of those, I was talking about what you, what you were talking uh, about. Okay. Yep. And I was also saying you can sell, I don't know if you know this, once you get an item, you can immediately sell it. Right, oh, if, yeah. it's not, if it's not that good, but it still stay in your appearance. Maybe. Oh, interesting. You can I still at any time go and look as that material and not even have any inventory. That's cool. No, yeah. it's, a, it's a great system. And the other one I like is with the spells. Playing on keyboard, by the way, for this it, for Harry Potter is great because you have so much I wish much I was. On. I'm having a big problem with that. Let me yeah. – I uh, forgot about that. I have 16 spells. I can switch between right. four panels, right? Right. Well, I have to sit there and switch to the third panel, then you switch back to the thing, right, and I can only right. do four at a time. And it's kind of like, oh, I wish there was a better way to handle this. A keyboard would be so much better. It's so yeah. nice. Like, the way I do it is, first of all, I've been, in recent years, I've had this thing about me where I want to play games with, like, all the HUD elements off. As many as I can take off, I turn them off. I just have the mini-map on my screen. I don't have anything okay. else on the screen, which I love, right? And it's okay. If I have low health, he starts, you know, the, the screen like, kind of makes a sound. Yeah, whatever. yeah, yeah. It's yeah. obvious, right? So for my spells, I just kind of have memorized where they are. So just like you, I only have two pan, three panels at the moment, right? My first panel is like my battle spells, right? Second mm-hmm. one is, you know, whatever, whatever, right? So the way I do it is like, it's so cool because you're in battle, right? I'm clicking left click, left click, shoot, shoot your blast. Then I'll do two for Levioso, 
few more clicks, then Accio, whatever, right? And then if I want to switch yeah. mid-battle, I just click F1 or F2 or F3. So it's like okay. you can access all of it, and it's really cool. Like you feel like impressed with yourself. Like, oh man, I just did all this stuff on the fly. Real cool. Like <laughs> it's awesome. Man. I love it. So nice. yeah, it's definitely useful um, for this game. The last thing I'll say is I'm about nine hours into Hogwarts now, and it's really got its hooks in me now. Like I was waiting for that to happen. I wasn't like fully committing yet because I was still playing Dead Space. But now that I'm here, now I really want to just this is all I want to play. And of course, you know, Atomic Heart came out today, which I, I saw. I'm sure you'll talk about it in a minute. I saw your post. Myself, I was already like on the fence about this game. wasn't sure. I have it on Game Pass, but I haven't started it yet just because I don't want to stop playing Hogwarts. We'll see. But anyway, maybe that could segue into uh, you know your thoughts on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Hogwarts. I said enough about it. I feel. right, right. Um, I'm I'm a hundred percent about it. I I played enough to where where am I at? Forty fifty hour range somewhere in there. So it's almost like a the full end? game completion. No, no, I'm very, very much taking my time on like talking to whoever, right, right. exploring, whatever, doing stuff that aren't even missions or even side missions. Gotcha. I'm just looking at stuff and just uh-huh. like, oh, flying around. Oh, let me fight these random enemies. Oh, I got a new spell. Let me like try it out for a bit. Um, I want I, I'm spending a lot of time like growing different mm-hmm. herbs and making different potions. Okay. I'm like playing it like I'm playing an MMO to where like, okay, let me level up my fishing, let me level up my blacksmith or whatever, like what MMO. Like I'm playing all these different roles and doing all these different things in the game that it provides far outside of going through a, a quest. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so i'm just sort of like as if i'm just living and breathing in this world and just being in another character so it's hard to know exactly where i'm even at how much longer i got there's a lot of side uh quests i'm getting and I, any mission that i get i go and do anything that i just feel like i want to do like hey i haven't explored in this area yet and i go and explore in this area find a little cave do whatever um, I found some ruins and I was like, I'm starting to realize it's a lot like Breath of the Wild to where there'll be a chest and an area that looks a little suspicious or a little different. And it it does seem to always be the case to where like, oh, it really was me digging in this random spot here because I did find a reward. Right. So then I'll find another spot like that on the map that I'll want to explore and maybe get a reward out of. I'm playing it like I would in Elden Ring or Breath of the Wild. It's pretty cool. I like yeah. that. No, definitely good things to say about it. I'm glad to you know be invested in it now. So I'm sure by next week I'll like for me personally, I'm definitely enjoying it. But um, I think I'll be pretty far by next week. I would assume into the story. So we'll see. Yeah. Okay. And then um, let's see. Where do I want to go? I guess Atomic Heart. This one is a little easier, only because I played the first two and a half. It was maybe three hours. Okay. The intro is really really awesome actually like i love the um the intro it's always like cut scenes but you sort of like walk in between mm-hmm. a few different cut scenes new things sort of pop up the world is beautiful the game engine is amazing it looks like unreal engine 5 i looked it up it is 4 mm. and why i say that is because there'll be bits to where it zooms out of the map really really far 
but you still see that exact same tree. Things are not popping in and out. And I remember that being okay. a thing with a new update with Unreal Engine, but I didn't know that four supported this. But I feel like that's what they're using because it's looking a lot like those videos I was sharing to where like they zoom very, very far out. Those exact same objects are still there regardless of how far they zoom out. They're just smaller than what they were prior. So, and they zooms incredibly far out on a lot of these things uh, in these vistas, and you still can technically see every little thing. So, I don't know. I'm really impressed by the game engine. The problem is, is I feel like, you know, they're using Unreal Engine, and they're technically getting these assets of what other people make and all that, and they're kind of put it together beautifully, and they got like a good artistic vision to it all. And they're making their own sort of content when it comes to their own, like, robotics and, and different, like, the way a boat would look, how a building would look. Like, uh, they're definitely, like, great artists on uh, visual appeal, but there's no substance behind that. Like, it feels really, really shallow. The The voice acting is straight out terrible, like, actual dog yeah, that's what I, that's the main thing I keep hearing. <laughs> I'm blown away by just how bad oh, it is. Oh boy! I'm thinking it's because it's a Russian team. The, maybe the localization is just bad, right? When they're translating to English, maybe that's all the what's going on. But that's still their fault. They need better localization then. But it's really, really bad writing and bad voice delivery. The whole thing. So that takes you out of it. Uh, two, any of the characters themselves. Like the like the NPCs or any other characters, people in the game, like humans, look really bad. Hmm. Um, Bioshock One had better looking humans, um, and you go back. Bioshock Infinite is pretty old at this point, but it has a very similar. I say Bioshock because before I started playing, I was right. thinking it was like Wolfenstein, but when I started playing it, I see how they're approaching its storytelling. It's very Bioshock. It really, really is. You have to play it to see what I'm saying, but it's delivery is Bioshock for sure. The problem is, is I think it's because I played Bioshock, and I think mm. in specifically Infinite, because that was just the last one I played out of the series, and I replayed it like a year ago. Right. And when you're talking to people, there's a lot more polish and a lot more things going on behind the hood on just game design and how they function, how they move. They feel a lot more real. Right. And here they feel just doesn't seem that well done. You know what I mean? And um, right. and maybe that's unfair because that's like top of the industry when it comes to, uh, you know, characters interacting and all of that. But it's, this game feels very, very stiff and it feels mm -hmm. like it's losing a lot of... I don't know. It doesn't feel like it's made by like a Sony or Nintendo where it just has that polish. It just feels really messy. Yeah. And then understand. even when you're even when you're playing, like the weapons, they feel just like I guess like any other it doesn't feel bad, but it doesn't feel like a polished game either in the way gotcha. they feel. And the way scenes will go, like, okay, um, here's a good example, one that stuck out real bad. So like an explosion happened and knocks you back for really awkward moments where like the character is like standing up and standing up really, really slow, but mm -hmm. um, focusing on all the wrong. It It's almost like a good film director versus a bad film director and the sh shots and angles they take on the characters and what's happening. It's like, they don't understand how to make a, a good scene. And so you have these really awkward moments where like a character's like in frame too much and not really, I don't know. It just it feels detached from a mm -hmm. good product. 
and I don't know how to put it. There's just a lot of missing pieces, and it's their first game, and I, I hate to be uh, people. I'm sure they're trying, and I'm sure there's a lot of real genuine effort there, and they spend sure. a lot of times working all that. But I shouldn't have to go to this level. I should just be able to criticize compared to this thing to that thing without yeah, having full yeah. sympathy for you totally the, the creators and all of that. Because that's a whole beyond... other conversation. Right, right. And whenever people talk to me about this game, I'm reserving judgment until I play it myself, which I will at some point today. Um, I just don't know what to think. It feels I... cheap. It feels like I feel like I, I worded it in a way of like um, like someone gave me a bootleg uh, Chinese version of Bioshock. And it's just like, you can tell the gotcha. creation's just not as good as what they do. Sure, sure, sure. And, you know, maybe it could still be a good game. I don't know. I haven't played it, but uh, yeah, I guess we'll see. Some of the things they've mentioned in reviews definitely turned me off, but, um, but yeah, I'm going to see see what I think. Every game seemed to, like, of any big caliber, right? Uh, you know what it's like? I know a lot of it's like, Dead Space is like so good in attention to detail and just nails everything is trying to do and Callisto protocol is trying to like replicate that but they just can't do as good of a job and it just feels shallow because of that i feel this game is even far worse than Callisto protocol to dead space compared like mm-hmm. if i'm putting bioshock at a 10 i'm putting this game at like a five or six i say yep. i really yep. am it, and it felt so cheap to me that after a few hours i just uninstalled it because i'm just like look I only have so little time, and I'm right. You only have so much time, right? Towards a lot of big releases right now. I totally get it. Hogwarts Legacy, like some people think, like it's definitely not a nine or ten. It's more of like a seven or eight. If you're thinking that with Hogwarts Legacy, then you're gonna think this game's like a four or five because there's a very big level of difference of polish and creation compared to that to this. You know what I mean? So yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I'm curious. I'll have my my own thoughts on it um, by next week for sure. Either you'll hear me say, hey, I'm still playing and enjoying it, or I gave it a shot and I'm not really feeling it. So we shall I see. am very, very impressed by its world building. And I wish someone could take this engine that they developed from Unreal Right. And let, uh, just do something better with it. But mm-hmm. if they were able to take these same assets and ideas, but it was just someone been able to execute it better, it would be nice. And maybe this is a prime example of like, maybe a sequel could really come in and fix a lot of this and just polish it up and actually make it feel like a lot more substance. Because it feels very, yeah. very dry bones here. It feels like it's pretty, but there's just no core. Sure, sure. Yep. All right. Anyway. Um, Metroid Prime Remastered. I've played all the way to where I now have the charge beam. I think that's what it's called. But I have like, I can now roll around. And so I've I've collected, I think, three main items at this point. I've played probably five or six hours of it. Metroid Prime, I've always liked the game, but I've still always struggled through them. And the whole series, I I beat one and three. I didn't beat two, but I still was like, I like it, don't love it. I appreciate the attention to detail, the world building, and how isolated it is. I, the premise is so cool to me, and I that's why I continue to play through them back in the day. Mm-hmm. But... For some reason, I'm in a whole different headspace now, I think is all it is. But when I'm playing this remastered, I'm, it like clicked for me. I'm like, I actually get it now. And maybe it's like, I think I've just matured. I don't know. I'm like sure. appreciating so many more things that they actually did than I've ever had before. And like exactly how the map design. I mean, this is top tier level design. I'm very blown away by how great the level design in this game is. Yeah. Okay. 
And so I'm, I'm really, really, really into it. And I'm going to keep playing it. The remaster is far better than I was expecting. Just the texture work is really, really good. Like, it looks so I'm good. shocked. I'm like, this hands down has got to be the best Switch looking game. It has mm-hmm. to be. Yeah. I get that they have a lot more tight corridors to work with, and you're just going in from map to map, and you can load each one individually so they can stretch it a lot more, right? Because of that. But man, does this look good? It's really up there with like current, how current games look, in my opinion. And it's on the Switch. I'm I'm really shocked by that. That's awesome. It's great. That's a great game. Even better now. I'm starting to understand the complexities. Um, like even the audio. Like there's secrets where like you'll hear a little buzz behind a wall. You know, there's a secret behind that wall. Little things like that. Um, <clears throat> that really go a long way. Or like if you're doing your charge and items are coming. Like audio is really 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 good. Of course, the soundtrack's amazing. On top of that. Yeah, but and then the texture work is incredible. It really like comes alive with just the insects and the foliage and all of that. That's it's, awesome, man. I don't know. I just think this is like top tier stuff. Yeah, I definitely agree with um, IGN. I think they gave it a yeah, ten back in the day, yeah. and they gave it a ten again. And, and the Light Dead Space remake. This is easily the best way to experience this game. Yeah, in the original, you had to almost like Resident Evil Four. Where couldn't do it, yep. and it shoot as you're walking, but you can now. It helps a lot, and it may make things like a little easier because the aiming is just much better than what it was prior. Even though you're locking on stuff the majority of the time, there still are instances to where, like, uh, I guess a boss could be a little easier since the controls are just better. <laughs> but that's no fault of anyone's, and there's no reason like, oh, they shouldn't make the controls better because it can make something easier. Like, they definitely should because the majority of the game you're just exploring and looking around, and those controls really help. They go a yeah. long way. I can't wait to play that one. That's definitely on my radar. Just too many games right now, but yeah, it looks yeah, fantastic. Yeah, We'd yeah. love to replay it. So. Yeah, I'm playing a lot of stuff. It's a little crazy. Here. So um, I also tried out the CSR demos. I completed the demo. You gotta do that. Wow, 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 wow! It's like if 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 I was to review this demo, I'd give it a ten. Like this is <laughs> that's awesome. The coolest, best. Like uh, feels like an in between of like sixteen and thirty two bit. It okay. feels like a PS one JRPG. I guess the best way to put it. But if the pixel work was just like the best you could possibly imagine i mean i don't know if there's a game in this style that's prettier than this beyond just how it looks they've made it so much fun like um and they're adding it it feels like a modern game i don't know like the writing's just really good the characters are great and diverse and just feels like far more work than something we've could have done in the 90s you know but it has Mm -hmm. that essence of that 90s top tier jr sure but i mean this should be the case because, again, like Messenger really was that. Taking all of those inspirations, just making an amazing game out of it, of like Ninja Gaiden and what was the Sega one? I can't remember. It starts with an S. Shinobi. Whatever. Oh, Shinobi. All, all, all these things and just making the perfect game, pulling from all of these resources and inspirations and all that. They're doing the same thing with Sea of Stars of pulling from all of these Japanese RPGs, whether it's old school Final Fantasy or whether they're pulling from Dragon Quest and then taking their own spin on it and making it far more fun. It feels a lot like Chrono Trigger too. Of, Of anything else, I'd say this is like more like Chrono Trigger, only in the sense of you can actually see the enemies and then whenever you get close enough to them, then it'll go into a battle, but you're still um, on the map and it flows really nice. The frame rate's like perfect. I don't know. Everything is just 
impactful about this. And then whenever you leave the area, actually Chrono Trigger does the same thing. You know, like you're in a city, you leave the city and then it goes to like a world map and then you sort of move your character over to the next spot and then go in it. So it does that in this game. But when you're on the overworld map, I was able to go to like a fishing spot, went inside of it and I spent probably a good hour me and my son were like taking turns of like trying to get all of the fish in this fishing spawn. And it was just really fun little side mini game thing. It's like playing Ocarina of Time and you go and do that little fishing game bit. And you just spend far more time than what you thought you would just because you're having so much fun. Uh, they had a bit like that in this game. And um, I, I don't know. It's just kind of anything and everything that you would want. They just know. Very cool. So I'm very, very excited for this game to come out. Um, yeah. I played a little bit of um, Octopath 2, like the demo. Yeah. And I I am downloading the full game, but playing Sea of Stars and going back to Octopath, I can see like Sea of Stars is a far superior game than, 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 than Octopath. And e- even like I played a lot of Bravely Default 1 and I played a lot of 2. You beat it. I still mm-hmm. maybe only like 15, 20 hours into Bravely Default 2. But I still think Sea of Stars is like far superior okay. to, okay. to that. Anyway, super high praises, Sea of Stars. Go play that demo. You'll see. No, no, I download it. I'm definitely going to play it. Yeah. Um, I think it's, I don't know, the best of what it's trying to do compared to anything else in its realm. And we're getting really high, good quality of this. There was another game recently. I can't, the name slips my mind. I was talking about it a few episodes back. It came out on Xbox Game Pass. It's really, really good, actually. But this Sea of Stars is even far superior. Um, and I wish I could remember the name. It starts with a C. What it was it? Whatever. Now it's getting I'm not sure what that. that one is. Anyway, uh, I wanted to also get into the Game Boy Advance stuff because they released the Nintendo Switch Online. A uh, few things. One, the emulation is really, really, really superb. I'm an emulator whore. I, I'm constantly messing with emulators all the time. And I guess this really was kind of like Nintendo and a different team. It, it was an internal job, let's say. Like there were some people helping them with it and there was a team dedicated to it. I think you could still just officially call it in-house development emulation. And it really, really shows. Come- and they've been working on it for a long time because... Do you remember the rumors of it supposedly happening? There was a bunch of screenshots of the games, them working on the emulation, trying to get this and that right. And they even showed a lot of the code. Well, Modern Vintage Gamer, I think is his YouTube name. Okay. He was able to pull some of the same code that he saw from way back in that leak compared to how it is now. And it's like, yeah, that leak was the real deal. And that was just an insight of what later to come. It took them a while to do. I mean, we're so far into the Switch at this point. It's almost like, is it a little too late? But it's so nice and so well done. It's like, huh, I don't know if I want to complain. <laughs> anyway, so they have different filters. And I never like CRT filter on any emulator. I always never use it. I tried so many times. And I always feel like I wish I should. And I try to get into it. But I'm just like... I just would rather it look clean. I just don't like it. But I legit love the filter on this GBA. It really actually makes me think I'm just playing on a GBA. Something about this is just different than any other uh, filter I've messed with in any other emulator. I think it looks phenomenal. It looks so good. So I, I always leave that on. And then you can make the screen smaller, like as if the same size as the GBA or bigger or whatever. I like that. I leave that big. 
But that filter looks awesome. Anyway, so the emulation is superb. Again, Modern Vintage Gamer went into why the emulation is so good. So check out, and I think Digital Foundry also did the same thing. Nothing but glowing praise from anyone that has dissected that knows a lot more about tech, far more than even me, uh, that are just singing its praises. So props to them for just doing it right. And then um, even with the PlayStation, like it gets the job done, but it could have been better. This is like, no, this is this is as good as you're going to get. It's really well done. <laughs> and you can rewind to at any moment, which is a big, big help. That's awesome. Anyway, so I've been playing this Kura Kura Kurin, the weird <laughs> one out. I was like, I got to try this thing. It looks so dumb. It's like a spinning stick. But wow, is this game fun. This is easy. <laughs> I mean, this is the golden gem here. It's so much more fun than I was ever expecting. It's so dumb, but so great. You're just uh, spinning awesome. a stick, trying to dodge things. And I think I talked about it last episode. Um, I think I was like first or second world. Now I'm in like, the, I think the fifth one at this point. I feel like I'm about to beat it at any moment. Cool. And this game has been so good and so much more in depth than I ever imagined. It's definitely not a fun little mobile game is how I thought at first. I was like, oh, this is like a really well-polished little mobile game here. Uh, I think it never came out in the States. It was only in Japan, and they actually um, put it on here anyway, which is really, really neat. I love when stuff like that happens, like Sin and Punishment. That was only released in Japan, but they put that on the N64 emulator and just released it in English. So I definitely want to see more of this. Uh, they only did like six games, but another game I wanted to highlight was the Super Mario Advance 4, Super Mario Bros. 3, because I actually did play through all of the, not all of them, I beat probably 15 of them, and I probably played about 30 of the Eve Carter levels. Oh, yes. And you can totally tell these are like, because I played a lot of um, the Mario Creator, I can I think of what it's called, Mario Maker. I've, I've played you know, maybe like 30, 40 hours that in total between like the different versions. I like it, but I don't love it. I don't know. I think what I'm craving is like, I want more content, but I want it to be made by Nintendo. Certainly like other people making, they just can't make it as good. You know what I mean? Right. Of course. So when you're playing these extra levels, you can tell, Oh, it's made by Nintendo. And it just feels like genuine new levels of Mario three. And it's so good. That's awesome. So I've been playing that and loving it. Yeah. 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 So it's really neat to just play new content of an NES game. It's so wild, but it's, it's legit really good. That's awesome. Very cool. Make a great game better. (laughs) All right. Yeah. That's that. Uh, Skip new game watch here. Blood Bowl 3, all platforms, February 23rd. Company Heroes 3, PC, February 23rd. Grim Guardians, Demon Purge, all platforms, February 23rd. Sons of the Forest, PC, February 23rd. Clive and Wrench, PlayStation, Switch, PC, February 24th. Kirby's Return to the Dreamland Deluxe, Switch, February 24th. Again, this Deluxe, they are adding a whole nother side campaign to the game. So that's cool they're doing that. It's almost like what they did with uh, Mario, Mario 3D World, and then they had gotcha. Mouse's Fury. Same sort of premise there. So at least you're not just getting the same game. And they applied a really cool little um, graphical effect to this. It's not like the Wii game. I don't know. I mean, I don't know if you noticed it in the trailer. It kind of has this like cell shading, sort of dark shade around each character, too. It almost feels like smash bros you know how the 3d yeah 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 i remember that version that's how this game is looked so i think it actually you know 
distinguishes enough and looks pretty or whatever. I don't, I don't know if I'm going to buy it, but um, <laughs> at least they're doing more to it. Octopath Traveler 2, PlayStation, Switch, PC, February 24th. Again, I'm, I think I'm just going to like be done with these sort of like 8, 16, 32-bit JRPGs. <laughs> it just that sea of stars that just seems to be the king and i'm just gonna wait for that yeah um, i'd say just feel them out you know triangle strategy obviously was a great one octopath who, who, yeah. maybe they'll fix the issues of the first one we don't know though it sounds like. yeah we don't know and and i do have it uh downloaded ready to go now so i'm gonna play and i'm gonna see and maybe i'll have different thoughts next week yeah um i'll go as far as i can go anyway Destiny 2 Lightfall is releasing February 28th. This is big for Destiny people. Uh, this does look really cool because they're adding grapple and all of that and with the neon vibes to it. And it does look neat. Right. Dungeons of Aether PC February 28th. I don't know what that is. Look it up, uh, right? The only thing I'm thinking like Aether is like the, there's a game spelled just like that. Aether, the only game I think of um, is Rivals of Aether. Rivals. Like, Smash Bros. like the Smash Bros. I mean. thing. Yeah, that's what I was thinking too. But this doesn't anyway. look like that. This looks like something else. Okay. I don't know. Scars Above, PlayStation, Xbox, all, all platforms, February 28th, but Switch. Leap, PlayStation 5, PlayStation 4, PC, March 1st. So there's no big one here outside of Company Heroes 3, which is huge, but I'm just not into RTSs. I have been in little spurts, like we're talking about Command & Conquer, but I can't take on a new one right now. I can't do it. So it's not really here for me outside of Octopath Traveler 2. I will be playing that and you know, have, have thoughts on it next week. Sure. I just don't really have too much faith in it. I don't know. Maybe because the first one let me down so much. And... Again, I really thought it would be way more prominent in these reviews of them discussing the one issue that I have with the game, that a lot of people had an issue with the game. But I can't seem to find an answer. Do they communicate well between their stories and actually have an ultimate ending? Like, Live Alive did that. So, like, whenever they got together, they felt like characters from different worlds come together and discussing this and discussing that and having an ultimate conclusion to it all. But that's not what happened in the first game. So it felt very underwhelming and underwhelming. And I hope that's addressed in this one. So Yeah. Yeah. That'd be a, a good a good way to pull people back in, you know. Okay. Well, uh, that'll do it unless you got anything you want to add. The only thing that I completely forgot to mention real quick is uh, I finished Arcane, the show. Okay. It was cool. really great. Like I was very impressed. It was almost split into sort of felt like three acts, um, you know, nine episodes total. So three, three, three. Uh, there were some like time jumps, and um, it ends on a really like crazy cliffhanger. It's great, man. And I did not. I have no League of Legends prior knowledge or anything like that. It's not necessary. Um, definitely highly recommend it, though. Super cool. Very cool music. Um, the art style is great. The story is awesome. Great characters. So yeah, check okay. it out, man. I will, I will. I will. I've yeah, been needing one. to watch it anyway. So it's yeah. great, man. Really good. So. But yeah, besides that... That's also, a Last of Us, I mean, I have been keeping up. It's just hard to talk about because yeah. it's so focused on the story. And how am I supposed to talk about it without we'll have to We'll have to do a whole episode that's just all about the whole show or something. In a yeah, few yeah. You know, maybe yeah. we can do that. I haven't watched the most recent episode, actually. I'm going to watch it tonight. So Yeah, I watched it last night. Loved it. All right. Well, uh, that'll do it. I'll see you guys next week. See you guys later. Yeah.